Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hey, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm your host, Megan Dwyer. So for those of you who have ever gotten paid only to see the money hit your account and then immediately leave again and wondered, where does all my money go? This episode is for you. In talking with other women, I found that this cycle is one of the more common struggles we have when it comes to our money. Because we're busy, right? We're running in so many directions and dealing with so many things that it can be really hard to track every little thing that we spend money on. Like really hard, especially if it's the last thing that you're interested in. It's also so much easier to avoid because tracking spending can bring up feelings of guilt and shame, which are uncomfortable to sit with. So we just don't bother. For a lot of us, we might make good money and we don't live an extravagant lifestyle, but yet we always feel like we're behind, like we don't have enough. It's defeating and frankly annoying. And I get it because I'm right there with you. And we think that the solution is to keep earning, to get a side hustle, to grind and work harder to make more money, which is unhealthy in and of itself because it can lead to overwhelm, exhaustion, and ultimately burnout. But the thing is, energy is expended even when we avoid. We're still thinking about how we're behind. We're still stressing about money. So it's almost like why not put that energy towards something positive that will actually benefit you in the long run versus putting it towards something that's keeping you stuck, right? So before I get into how we can decipher the black hole that is where our money goes, I think it would be interesting to break down the emotional stages of getting paid because we all go through this roller coaster of emotions. So imagine for a second, it's payday, the day that you've been anxiously waiting for for a couple of weeks now. The money finally hits your account and you're excited, right? Now there's something in there. Yay. You might also be feeling really calm right now, like a sense of relief because now I can pay those bills. Now I can you know, pay for some of those things that I've been holding off on until payday. You may also be feeling really happy because in addition to the bills, you can have some fun too. Maybe you'll go out to dinner. Maybe you'll treat the kids or yourself to something fun the next time you're at Target. Your newfound wealth, and I'm saying this in air quotes, <laughs> um, has become endless possibilities for you. If you get paid on a Friday like I do, the high also happens to coincide with the weekend when we tend to treat ourselves anyway. So it makes sense. I've heard of this referred to as payphoria, which is a term that I really like. It's the idea that you want to reward yourself for your hard work once the money becomes actually becomes yours. So we might splurge on the weekends. But then by Sunday afternoon, maybe we check our bank account balance or maybe also the credit card balance that's been adding up all month. And you see that, yep, you enjoyed yourself. And as a result, the balance in your account may not be what you thought it was. And now, and, and you haven't even gone to the grocery store yet or paid any bills yet. 
And this is where I start to feel some regret, shame, and guilt. All those feelings that nobody likes, right? And this is just really the beginning of the cycle because now you have to live off this amount of money until you get paid again. But I find, you know, at least for me, that my emotions for the rest of the month or pay period, whatever it is for you, tend to be more anxious and guilty because I splurged early on. Because here you are with less money in your account and for the most part, no idea what you spent it on because it was spent emotionally, not so much intentionally. And oftentimes there's bigger emotions behind the feelings of regret and shame, like fear. We're afraid that by looking at the details of where our money goes or paying more attention to it, it will take away our freedom. And I'm going to talk about the dreaded B word budget in another episode because there's so much there, but I just want to mention the feelings around it. I mentioned freedom. For me, there's no better feeling. That's what I'm striving for. And when I see a deposit in my account, it represents so much more to me, right, than just the dollars. It's autonomy, independence, lack of restriction and constraints, which I'm going to go on a limb and say for moms especially is something that we often struggle with because we're always needed, right? There's always somebody or something that needs us at all times. And interestingly, in my banking app, deposits are color-coded in green. Green symbolizes life, fertility, renewal, growth, prosperity, all things that make us feel free and unconstrained. For me, recognizing that this is the feeling that I want was a massive light bulb moment. And I encourage you to explore this feeling a little bit more for yourself and and those feelings that you want to have. And in addition to that, I have some other thoughts on how we can begin to work through the spending black hole and get out of this autopilot so we can feel more in control, not just on payday, but throughout the month. And the first step I have is to slow down for a hot minute And ask yourself why you feel anxious about money. Just write it down. What you're actually worried about may surprise you. But this is important to do because these are clues to areas in your life that you need to give a little bit more attention to. And if you don't give it the attention that it needs, it's going to continue to show up. And probably when you don't want it to. So that's why it's really important to to do this work and, and not skip this step. This is kind of the foundation. The next step is to uncover what you're actually spending your money on. And you can do this by just looking at your bank and credit card statements. I know this can be a lot, especially if numbers aren't exactly your thing. And maybe you have a lot of accounts. But try not to get overwhelmed. Take it one step at a time, one account at a time, one month at a time. And think about, and th- you know, think of the statements as an illustration of your life. If you step outside of the day-to-day and what's going on in your head, like take a 10,000-foot view of it, you can start to think of this almost in neutral terms, almost like you're watching a movie about your life. Again, I've mentioned this before, spending is how we experience life. 
And when we take a non-judgmental approach, it helps us to be educated on what's really happening without being so critical and mean to ourselves, right? And the other thing is, by doing this, you'll find your money leaks. Money leaks are small expenses that add up over time. They're the little things that you spend your money on that don't serve you. They could be anything, right? And they're different for everyone. And I'm happy to share a few examples of my money leaks. Um, One is the target dollar spot. Definitely a weakness for me. I don't need anything there, but it's right in the front of the store. And let's face it, I'm usually excited and raring to go when I walk in the front door of a Target, so they get me. And everything being $5 and under, um, to me, it might as well be free. But it's actually not. And I feel like Target receipts should break out the things that you get from the dollar section like they do for the other sections of the store. So we can start to be more aware of exactly how much money we're dropping there. Because I know I can't be alone. Some other money leaks are uh, memberships that we don't use. Sirius Radio. I've mentioned this one before. Um, Meal services like Blue Apron or HelloFresh. That's another one. But my favorite is the quarterly FabFitFun box that I treated myself to a couple years ago. I didn't need anything in there. And I definitely would look up the things that were in the box before it arrived so it wasn't even a surprise when I, when I got it. And then I just put it in my closet. And honestly, I think I'd probably give away a number of the things in there as well because I just didn't use it. And again, I'm not saying that you shouldn't spend money on these things. If they bring you joy and they align with where you want to be in life, awesome. Everyone's different and appreciates and enjoys different things. And it's important to consider if the things that you're spending money on are really valuable to you or if they could just be filling a void instead. Again, it all comes down to intention. So the last tip I have all on the same theme here is change the question from where did my money go to where do I want my money to go? There's a saying in personal finance that goes, make sure you're telling your money where to go, not wondering where it went. So many of us don't take the time to think about this. I've mentioned before how important it is to determine our values, to actually figure out what matters to us and use that as our compass. Once we have our priorities established, determining where our money goes is so much easier. And we feel good about acting in alignment with who we are and who we want to be and how we want to feel. But again, we can't do that until we actually know who we want to be and how we want to feel. So we need to slow down. Again, moving out of autopilot, which I admit I'm on a lot, and being more purposeful and deliberate. Money should support you in creating the experience that you want in life. I think if we all can remind ourselves of that, our behaviors will ever so slightly start to shift. And before we know it, maybe we won't feel as stuck and frustrated as we often do. And it's important to remember that this is very personalized. It's often very deep inner work 
So please give yourself massive amounts of patience and self-compassion as you're working through it. This isn't easy. We're rewiring our brains to move out of default mode and think differently. And it is possible. I promise you. Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And if you liked this episode, please feel free to share with a friend. Um, And it would be amazing if you guys could write me a review on Apple Podcasts so that I can reach more people. Thank you so much, you guys. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you next time.